That sounds really good. Yeah. We can't use that because uh, Top Model no, will sue us. I don't think that anybody would think that was anything like the the real song. So I think you're good. Hey, it's been so long. It has been a long time. <laughs> well, okay, because we had Comic-Con. Yeah. And then it was my birthday. Yep. At, slash I was tired. Then I was sick for a while. Like. It's true. It was. It would not have been a nice podcast sounding voice. Yeah, you don't get the Phoebe Buffet voice. No, it was like from the depths yeah. you have risen. Yeah. It's not great. That makes sense. Okay. Miles and Meryl make a podcast. Making a podcast. I don't know what to call this one. Miles and Meryl make a news podcast? Miles and Meryl make a podcast make about it. actual real life things. Make an investigative reporting podcast? Ooh. We didn't do any investigative reporting. Though. Kind of. We have sources. We do have sources. We have uh, sources. Miles and Meryl make a... <laughs> They just they make a podcast. Yeah, we're making a podcast. Making we'll a come podcast. up with the title later. <laughs> Screw you for trying to pressure us into it. No, we don't have listener. to do anything. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Okay. Uh, but yeah, sorry for our, our absence, but... I'm not really that sorry. Great. You know what? Now all of our listeners are going to know that you don't care about them. I don't think I have to apologize for things that I didn't do wrong. Well, we had a couple of people listen in France, so you should apologize to them at least. I'm sorry for our French listeners. No, say it in French. <laughs> je, je suis, uh, suis désolé. Or if you're really sorry, je suis très désolé. Ah. Oh, oh, no, no, not très désolé. That doesn't. Très désolé. That's stupid. They're judging. Now them. I definitely lost the French <laughs> listeners. <laughs> they, they <laughs> They're gone stopped. now. It's all gone. <laughs> They're like, that was incredibly offensive. <laughs> uh, we hate you. Please leave. <laughs> Forever. Also, yeah. give us back the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve that gift anymore. <laughs> that makes sense. That part makes sense. <laughs> I could see why they would do that. I, if I was French, I would take away the Statue of Liberty. Let's just be honest. At this point, just take it away. Speaking of, kind of not really. Yeah, let's talk about something. All right. So, what brings us? Um, what brings us back today? together today? Uh, well, is actually some real, real news. Yeah, uh, some actual real. It real is. Stuff. Uh, I mean, in some ways, it's national but local for us. Mm-hmm. So, I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's because it it's is, a national or international company, but. Well, it happened and I, in our I, local I think area. That it is local news that impacts people on a national level. Oh, that's wow. what I think. Because so you are an investigative reporter. I try. I try. So, uh, as many people know about Seattle, one of the the biggest Seattle namesakes is Starbucks. Um, and 
Seattle is always known for their coffee and their orca whales and things, but Starbucks is a is a big name, as yep. I'm sure most people are aware. Um, and as a former employee of Starbucks, I know that it's a company that strives to be better than other companies in terms of diversity and inclusion and uh, training around like how to be a good normal human being. So when I first heard about this incident, I was upset, but honestly, like not entirely surprised because of the people who were involved in it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, maybe we should just kind of get into what happened. Because, I mean, there, yeah. so far it's not, I mean, like, unless if you've seen the page, there's not really been a lot of so, real attention on it, I would right. say. So, um, I, I and I want to, from my perspective, I also want to start this off by saying, because I, I think I can. I can say that I, it's from my old district, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't, fine, right? you don't yeah, work, don't for, work them, for them, Starbucks. so yeah, you can so, say whatever you so the, want, I think. This incident that we're going to talk about happened in my old district. So I know all of the players. I know the store. I know I'm very cl- familiar and very close to everything that happened. Yeah. Um, and I, there was a Facebook page or a Facebook post going around that was semi-viral. It had initially over 400 shares from the original poster until Facebook deleted it. Which is something we can get into later. But um, a woman, um, I don't know, should we say her name? I mean, she posted this stuff publicly, so I, I would think she would be fine with it. Uh, um, I'm just, this is the questional part of us being called investigative Yeah, reporters. we're not very good. <laughs> um, I'm just going to call her the witness for now. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I mean I, she, I, she wanted it shared, so I mean, it seems... Well, we're, we are going to share her... We're going to share the original page on our Facebook page, so okay. you can find it there. I just... That's what I'm more comfortable with, I think. Okay. Just because we haven't talked to her. Do, I mean, do you want to... I mean, would it be easier if we gave her a name just like a name to you i'm so saying that we... the witness she's going to be the witness okay all right that's what it's i'm just, gonna say it sounds like a um oh shoot what's his name uh no 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 you lost it no the, the guy anymore. who writes like who wrote like the firm he writes all the lawyer novels i don't and stuff. i don't know so that doesn't mean anything to me so uh, i'm just gonna stick with it well, they make Anyways, movies out of it so, too i don't care oh, no, uh, so there's a, this it. woman who we will call the witness because jordan can suck it um and she was <coughs> she sorry that's good to have on podcast um she is a self-proclaimed uh starbucks customer a uh, lifelong uh goes there very frequently she travels domestically very often um and she's always appreciated that starbucks is kind of this thing that she can always go back to and always find and uh she was at a starbucks on capitol hill which if any of our viewers who aren't from the Seattle area, you might not know Capitol Hill is um, a neighborhood of Seattle. It's kind of like the gay neighborhood. I yeah. would say so it is. Well, yeah, I mean, though it's, it's been ex- going through plenty of changes recently. It's expanded a lot recently. beyond that, yeah. but it's kind of like the gay artist neighborhood is is what it's always kind of been. Um, yeah, gay supposed, slash it's supposed artist. to be like the weird, wacky part of Seattle. Or so like the hippie, kind of yeah, like, sure. you know, just whatever. Um but uh, it's gone through a lot of gentrification. Surprise, surprise, because that's just what's happening in Seattle. What? And there is also a lot of um, homelessness in Capitol Hill. Um, it's just 
a, a big part of the population up there because people keep getting pushed out of the downtown areas and out of South Lake Union and other neighborhoods, and the hill is kind of the last retreat. Uh, the hill and Pioneer Square, I would say. Yeah, yeah, because even Belltown's been mm-hmm. doing a lot of pushing. So, so this happened at a Starbucks um, in Capitol Hill, um, a newly opened, but it's a store that was relocated there, also from Capitol Hill, also on Broadway, actually. Um, and so this, the witness came into the store. It was really full, um, but she sat down at kind of a large table that only had one gentleman um, whose name is Nathan, which I am going to say because they're still trying to kind of find him again. Sure. Yeah. I, think um, it's, I mean, it's it's just a first name. Yeah. So, so his, his name is Nathan. Uh, he was sitting at the table. He had a few drinks in front of him and he was kind of taking up a bit of space. But she just asked, you know, do you mind if I sit down? And he was very pleasant. Um, he moved his things so she could sit and he went about his business. She went about hers. Um, she said that he seemed to have some sort of um, like some ticks that were happening. Um almost like a skin irritation not a skin irritation but like something was causing him to like have some like phantom itches or something like or that could Nothing. be like maybe like an eczema or something could, like no, that no no it's, no it's it was more like a um um almost like a neurological thing oh okay, was more sure, what it was sure. but there were just okay. like some ticks that were happening he was talking a little loudly uh he had gotten up a couple of times um while he was talking on the phone, but the person he was talking on the phone with, he sounded very pleasant and it wasn't anything negative. Like it might've been something that was kind of irritating if you were sensitive to that, but nothing extreme. Um, but at one point the store manager came over, um, who she refers to in her post as, um, Mr. Collins. Um, I know his first name, but we'll just stick with, We'll just stick with Collins. Um, you can find his name. It's it's on the card that's in the store. Um, but came over and spoke to Nathan and um, asked him to, uh, or said to him, um, if you don't have a seat, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Um, or if you don't stop pacing, that's what it was. If you don't stop pacing, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And Nathan replied, well, I wasn't pacing, but okay, that's fine. Um, like I'll sit down and then he asked to speak to the store manager. The store manager replied, well, I'm the manager. Would you like to speak to someone who's above me? To which the customer replied, yes. He was handed the, uh, district manager's card and that was kind of the end of the incident. And, uh, the woman who was sitting there actually says that she was impressed with how, uh, polite and, um, like even the conversation was like, oh, okay, that was nice. Um, and then the police showed up kind of out of nowhere and it was a little bit jarring. Uh, the gentleman immediately stood up, said his name was Nathan, gave his, uh, date of birth. Um, and the police escorted him outside. The store manager followed. They spoke. And when the store manager came back in, the woman asked, um, you know, what, what's going on? Why is he, why were the police called to which the store manager replied, he was um, being erratic and he was in my face and he was yelling at me and I had asked him to leave multiple times and he refused. Which, as we know from the previous encounter that I just explained, uh, is not true. And lying to the police is not a great thing to do. So, 
I should also point out for the sake of the conversation that this gentleman was a black man and it seemed like he was mentally, he was definitely not neurotypical. He like, there was something that was going on that set him apart. Right. Um, whether it be a disability or an illness or it, it doesn't matter. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, but it's a pretty jarring incident to hear Yeah, because you don't call the police because a customer asks to speak to your district manager, which yeah. is what this customer was doing. Yeah, right. And it's, and also to be trespassed. Yes. Uh, he was trespassed. And he was escorted, which is a off. pretty excessive move to make, <laughs> as well. Um, because I mean, because you're uncomfortable, probably. Uh, my uh, guess is he knew he messed up by coming over and telling him he had to sit down mm-hmm. because the the man wasn't doing anything wrong. Right, he wasn't doing anything to make the other customers uncomfortable. And if the other customers were uncomfortable, that's on them. It's yeah. not on him. He wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And so what it was is the store manager realized he'd messed up, and instead of just like dealing with the fallout of it, which would have been probably a conversation with the district manager. If, if this man even contacted the district manager, right. for one thing maybe would have been a conversation of like, Hey, so just make sure that like the way that you talk to people or whatever, it would have been a slap on the wrist at the most. But what he did was call the police and uh, this woman makes a really good. And this is something that like, quite frankly, I can only speak to as an outsider because I am white and having a deadly fear of the police is not something that I am burdened with. No, um, just men. Because, you know, right. No, but, that, but that's, that's different. That's all women, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is. It's upsetting to know that so quickly this guy would call the police on someone who wasn't doing anything wrong when we like whether whatever your opinion of the police is it doesn't really matter the plain fact of like the the point is is that there are people who are being killed black people who are being killed by police with no reason yeah and you brought police into an establishment pointed them at a black man and said he's being he's getting in my face he's yelling at me i've asked him to leave multiple times and he refuses right which is not what happened at all but that's witness. what you that's the information that you gave them yeah and, and what's even uh, i mean i think even if you are somebody who's um what's the way to word this but even if you don't think that that's happening, which would be stupid because it definitely is happening that mm-hmm. black people are being right. shot and killed by police for apparently because the policemen are fearing for their lives because, gosh, man, they should not have cell phones out. Why are they holding those? Why are they selling CDs outside of yeah. Walmart? Oh, gosh, it's so, it's dangerous. so dangerous. Those corners, you could really cut somebody yeah. with those. It's pretty dangerous. But even if, say, you don't think that there's some profiling going on there, the there's the other factor of that this was a non dangerous person a non-dangerous non-violent situation and you've called the police in 
that are also now they're dealing with something they shouldn't need to be dealing with. Right. And like the Seattle Police Department is already super understaffed. Like right. uh, incredibly right. it's understaffed. It's like something like they've been they have the same staffing that they've had since like the 70s yeah, or 80s. Yeah, it's the same yeah. staffing matrix, which is crazy cuz the city's blown right. up. Right. You're like, yeah, that's so that's a little insane. You were so worried about your ego that not only did you endanger the life of the man that you were calling the police on, but also every person of color in that vicinity. But you also took time away from these people, like the police officer's job. Like they could be doing something they actually need to be doing instead of coming to protect your ego. Like I just, I, I don't get it. And that would be bad enough if that had just happened and it would be like, what the hell is wrong with this manager? Like who thinks that they can do that? But through our investigative reporting. Right. Uh, we discovered that essentially <laughs> what seems to be going on is that the and the company feels very widespread. I don't really know that it's gone as far as like the companies decided this, but definitely the district and quite possibly the area is basically waiting for this to blow over. They think that it is one angry customer who would be the witness coming up, making a big stink, and eventually people will just let it go. And what we kind of decided the more that we've been talking about this is that whatever we can do to keep this conversation going and to keep yeah. the pressure on Starbucks to say, this is not okay, this store may manager needs to be terminated because behavior like that not only is it unacceptable for anyone but you as a company stand for something or at least you say that you do and if you believe in what you stand for then this person yeah needs and to be this fired. and this is where i mean uh before i knew or realized everything because at first i was like i don't understand why even if it was with pay if it wasn't just immediately let's Take some leave with pay because what happened was that he actually was transferred to yeah, another store. Transferred, right? And and then and which does show that which is is an indication that they were just okay. Let's just send him somewhere else. Wait for it to blow over, and then we'll just send him back to the store. Exactly. You're not you're not reprimanding him at all. You're not right. punishing him at all. Right. So, but it's like what it should be to me is at first it's like, okay, leave with pay while we investigate the situation, figure out what's going on. But then when you start really kind of digging into what's going on is that from the account that we have from the witness and then you have the fact that he lied to the police. Mm-hmm. So now you have a much bigger thing. It's like it's not even just, oh, he overreacted. Right. Or he was un- felt unnecessarily, he felt scared or unsafe. Or he scared was unprofessional or, or something right. like that. It's like, it's, but no, yeah. he brought in actual officials, trespassed a guy. Yeah. And based off of a lie. Right. So based off of exaggerating what had happened between him and this customer. So to me, that is a termination thing it's it's not like that's much less of like oh i made too big a deal out of it right you know i just made a mistake so you know maybe you suspend him for a well, little bit you wasted resources yeah that's what it is when you call the police unnecessarily right. and you also like like it's just in such poor taste and behavior and it goes into this like you can be a gay man but you're still a white man, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I and the, the thing that's so frustrating to me about it is, like, maybe his intention wasn't, like, 
I, I think that what we run into a lot as being privileged white people is that and that's not necessarily what your financial privilege was just like you're white so you're privileged that's just that's what it is you do i don't have to i don't fear the police right. just by seeing them exactly <laughs> as a white person you are privileged and being in that privilege i don't think that like there's a good chance he didn't actually realize what he was doing by calling the police but he did profile that man right and he profiled the woman after she called him out and then he posted something shitty on his Facebook about her. He just did that. And even if he didn't realize, like, man, I'm being a fucking racist. When someone calls you out and says, hey, man, what you did? That was really fucking racist. You should have the, like, like you should be able to have the humility to say, oh, my God, I didn't even realize. Yeah. And like, what is wrong with you that you just want to like plug your ears and ignore it and hope that it goes away? You lied to the police and you put people in danger because of what? Because of what? Because you're a shitty store manager and you were afraid of it getting uncovered because a customer was going to call the district manager? Yeah. Oh, who knows? Or, you know, it's a... And the sad part, I guess, that, well, sad part. There's multiple sad parts. Uh, the, one of the other sad parts is, uh, and I think the reason why it's very disappointing that the, I mean, obviously we don't know how high up into right. the corporate part of Starbucks it goes, but at least we know that obviously it's at least the gotten district to the area and manager. regional, like those managers know is that one that they would just wait for it to blow over when it's like, but you, you're supposed to be about the community. Exactly. And your store manager has created a negative effect on the community by pretty much going, well, I didn't like that this guy had some weird tics and is black. And so I decided to call the police because... Right. And it's like, what? How? so now... Now, well, what is now, that saying so, to the community? Right, like, exactly. What, this what are is you building? To, like, this is the city that Starbucks was birthed into. Right. You have a responsibility as a company from this area to respect it and to yeah. protect it. Like, I get it. Corporate is all over Seattle right now. We have Amazon. We have Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And they're gutting the city like a fucking pig and they don't even care. But like. Well, you got to get bacon somehow. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but like Starbucks is supposed to stand for something. That's what they claim. And like Amazon can claim that all they want. But like you're still letting your employees pass out in warehouses. So like we know that's bullshit. But Excuse Starbucks me. is from here. It has a history yeah. here. It has. It's a part of well, Pike Amazon Place. Well, Amazon is too. But they're. Amazon's not in Pike Place. Yeah. Well, they're also just. I mean. They're definitely a higher up on the evil level, I would say. That's because Amazon general. is actually. I mean, it's not paid taxes. It's let's, a hellscape. It's that's a hellscape. Complete, I mean, because it's like, it's much harder, I think, to make an argument of Starbucks bringing like a corporate culture that's destroying right. elements of the city. Because it's like, in the end, it's like, well, you're just, you're just making coffee shops versus Amazon that is paying all of these people that are coming in and completely changing the makeup of the city and they're not doing right. anything to actually help the, right. the city. 
that's a different argument. Different thing. But like Sorry. Starbucks <laughs> has like partnered with people in the community and they've done all these things to try blah, blah, blah. And it's like a, f- a few years ago, actually, when I very first started at Starbucks, we had an initiative called Race Together. And we had these stickers that we were supposed to put on cups that basically what it was saying was like if a customer wanted to engage in a conversation about race with a partner, the partner was protected by corporate to have a conversation about that. A conversation in positivity of like, yeah, we have some, we have America's racist basically. Um, Because Howard Schultz really believes in equality and he really believes in diversifying Starbucks because he's like, we're super white and that's messed up because it's coffee. Right. And you don't have to be white to like coffee. Right. Um, and it was an initiative that went over super poorly. Yeah. People were really it offended by it, which is how bananas. It, it wasn't corporate saying like, hey, partners, talk to customers about race. It was just like, if you feel comfortable bringing up a topic like this, understand that we as a company stand behind you. Like, that's the whole point right. of it. We, we, right. We are, we are open to conversation. Right. And, which is a cafe, which makes sense, too. And then people would be like, oh, look at Starbucks trying to, like, but Starbucks should be a part of the conversation about race because they are national yeah. and international and they're a name that people recognize and they're a name that people associate with a third place home environment. So you want that third place to be a place of comfort. You want it to be a place that upholds positivity and inclusion and community and these are initiatives that are coming from Starbucks. Just before I left, there was a big push to hire people of more diverse cultures and backgrounds because that's important because they deserve every amount of privilege that white people do. And we got to let it go yeah. because that's just how it needs to be. And so then for that to be the company's message and then to not see any kind of reprimanding or like responsibility taken from this manager for doing something that I feel is pretty blatantly racist is shocking. Yeah. You like the district manager, the second he got word of this should have been like, nope. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm like, I'm furious. And and this is the thing, uh, you know, that's bad about just going, Oh, well let's just transfer him to another store. It's like, but, it's like now and it's like now you're putting the employees of that store into an awkward Absolutely. situation. Now they're like, wait, hold on. We don't know this guy. There's- uh, we also don't want to work with him because we found out through online resources because it wasn't right. that hard to find that he's a fucking racist. Right. Right. And they weren't and they weren't told about what was told. going on. They weren't told why he was coming over. So it's just like, oh, just accept this and don't worry about it. Which, again, just shows that they were pretty much hoping, well, maybe it'll just blow over. We won't have to worry about it, which is pretty much why we're talking about it (laughs) now. So good job there. When it it would have been so easy to, I mean, I, I don't know how you didn't at least just immediately go, let's just do a suspension real quick and let's figure out what's happening. You know, it's like. Do suspension, figure out what's happening. Of course, once you figure out what's happening, you should have been like, well, I guess you can't really work for right. us anymore. But it's like that should that should have just been the number one to me. Absolutely. That should have just been, we've got well, some weird things to... happening. We know it seems like you took extra measures than were needed. So we're just going to put you on a little bit of a leave of absence right away. You have right to away. 
stand up for something. You have to like as a company, you have to be willing to put your line in the sand. Yeah. You can't let things like this be wishy washy anymore. Yeah. Because it's bullshit that it's gone on as long as it has. We have a responsibility to and we as white people have a responsibility to stop turning our backs to racist actions. And like this thing that happened needs to be talked about and we have to force them to take action. Right. We have to. Well, and it's it's like um the the important thing about talking about this kind of stuff and everything is that you have – so like the NFL I think might be a good example for this. There's a lot of domestic violence yep. that's happened within NFL with players and all of that. Well, there have been at least some teams more recently, as soon as there's even like an accusation, if you get a charge of some sort of domestic violence, there have been a few teams that have just cut the player. They're just like, never mind. They're just like, we're not even dealing with it. It's like pretty much they're t- they're telling, you know, the idea is to be telling the players, you shouldn't even be getting in yourself into situations where you could even be charged uh, for this kind of stuff. Um, well, but that is exactly the kind of message that you should be spreading because the more that we allow people to get away with shitty actions, the more they're going to do those shitty actions. So like you don't tell this store manager that, or like you don't punish the store manager. You lightly reprimand him for if even that for something that was awful. And then you wait for it to blow over. And so, yeah, maybe it does. Maybe people give up. Maybe they lose steam. But you've still done something wrong. Right. But what I'm saying is that then you put that store manager back into that store, which is still on Capitol Hill, which is still a high traffic, high transient area. Um, And you get someone in there who maybe is less together. Right. Maybe does have some more problems. Maybe does have some more issues, but maybe isn't doing anything wrong. Maybe they just want a nice place to sit and enjoy a fucking cup of coffee. But because they don't fit the profile of what you want your customer to look like, you call the cops and now that person's dead. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? And that's always, and unfortunately, if you are a person of color, especially black, that's always a possibility. When you call the cops... On somebody who is black, there's a higher probability that that person will have violent action taken against them. And we should not be able to have that power in our corner. No. Yeah. And and people who claim to be good people should never use that power to their advantage. Yeah. And you don't get like... I just... I get very frustrated at people who are part of the queer community who then turn around and shit all over other minorities. Mm. It is so... Because, yeah, Yeah, being a young gay man in Seattle, it's probably pretty easy, especially if you're white. Because you don't know. You don't know everything that happened. And clearly, you don't know that the only reason you even have any fucking rights right now is because of a trans woman of color. Right. Because that's it. You know, it's the it, it is that interesting thing. Cause, uh, when I moved out here from Virginia, and even just the the churches out here, there's so much more liberal oh, yeah. out here than what than what I'm used to, and it's because they have to be because they're going with. It's like, well, we still want to, we still have to be able to 
uh, it's like, you know, we still have to be able to attract people to our church. And we know that in the Seattle area, we have to be more liberal about right. things. We, we, if we are uber conservative, we're Nobody's not going to have a church. Come. Yeah, right. you're not going to have a church anymore. You're going to have to close the doors. Uh, and it is so, and it's not saying that if you're gay, um, that you don't have struggles because you're gay. Right. It's, it's not, not, it's not easy being gay, but it's certainly easier being gay than it is to be black. Yeah. Because yeah. And yeah, in general. Yeah. <laughs> and like the biggest thing, like, uh, cause we've talked about it a lot, um, I mean, because I mean, because it's like you have the stories of you have like your Matthew Shepherds, right, um, and stuff like that, which are completely awful, terrible. Stories. And there's plenty of gay stories like that, but probably for about every story you have of that, there's probably two or three extra, or even, I would even maybe say more, more. I would say of in the, somebody who's black in the that tens. has to that has to yeah. deal with that too. Well, at the end of the day, like if like if I walk outside of my house, queer isn't stamped on my forehead, right. 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 Because nobody you're right. It's like if you're black, you're black. You can't hide it. It's the whole like um, there was the big argument with the and I don't even remember her name and I don't even care about it. But the woman who claims to be oh, a transracial. The the Spokane woman. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody argues like not everybody. That's a generalization. <laughs> Dumb people argue. Well, if there can be transgenders and there can be transracials. But the difference is, is that there's an, an there's an inherited cultural struggle that comes from race that you being white you've never had to experience and you don't get to like tack yourself onto that and just just because it's right very different it's very different yeah it's gosh i don't and our responsibility as the queer community is that we being especially in seattle because we do have it easier it just is. And so use that ease that you have and bring up other minorities. Why would you not want to do that? I, yeah, right. You don't have it's, to it, because you're still, at the end of the day, a white cisgendered male. So you don't care. Right. Because all of these issues that everybody else in the world faces, you don't have to. And so you don't care. And especially as a gay, white, passing cisgendered male you sit there and you think well but i'm gay so obviously i can't be racist i'm gay obviously i can't be transphobic i'm gay obviously i can't be misogynistic i'm gay because i understand what it is to be a minority but but you don't like you don't right you're in seattle you're not in texas you're not in louisiana you're not in russia where they kill people for being gay well, I mean, yeah, and and that's it's a bad excuse if you're having to use your um your status as a way to prove that you're not something else. It's not good. It's like you're, it's it, like uh, what's her name, uh, Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Um, it's like she's she has all sorts of bad politics. She's like pretty darn conservative. No, uh, not not Kylie Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner. Oh, Kylie God. Jenner so, is a child da- daughter. Who makes like sorry crappy lipsticks? Anyway, I'm gonna have to cut that part out. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner, it's the you know K names. I don't know. Uh, That's their whole thing. Yeah, but anyway, but Caitlyn Jenner, you know, uh, 
So you would go, oh, well, Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner is a transgender woman. So obviously she's like very liberal and very open yeah, and very person. accepting. But it's like, but she's not. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just because she is transgender. And was it great that she came out and told people she was transgender and went through a transition? All of that stuff. Sure, that stuff's great. But it doesn't excuse other behavior. It doesn't excuse every everything that she says because she's also a trump supporter and she's so also like, not support like bizarrely enough she's not supportive to the trans community no right so she you know it's like you don't have to transition to be trans you right. know like well, you don't, that too you yeah. don't have to have all this money be able to do all this reconstructive surgery and get like the hair tied into your head to be trans right you can look like the birth you were or the, you can look like the gender you were assigned to at birth and still identify as something different. Right. Yeah. And and so it's just like that's it's a bad precedence to just go, well, if you're part of a certain type of minority, then obviously you are equal with all minorities. And that, I think that, that, that obviously you, you believe in equality for all if minorities. You use your like minority card to like excuse your behavior like, oh, well, that wasn't actually racist. I'm gay. You're probably being racist. Right. Oh, that's not transphobic. I'm gay. Well, then you're probably being transphobic. Like it just that's just if you have to try to make an excuse as to why it's okay that you're right. doing that, you probably should be it's doing that. It's the same that. thing as what when you tell white men that they have some sort of a privilege, they go, "Oh yeah, but my family was on food stamps." It's like, "Okay, I didn't say you didn't have struggles. Right. <laughs> I didn't say your family or yourself didn't have struggles." What I said was is that you have an extra privilege, and the fact is that you have a privilege, like I do, which is the fact that I'm a white man. Right. So I have – I just naturally have a set of privilege that is in there because this country has been run by white men for so long, was created by white men. And so the the law and society is all geared towards me. So I have an advantage even if I have struggles. Well, and it's like you look at um, you look at like the Parkland shooting and uh, the big thing that's going around right now, or that was going on with like the March for Our Lives was a oh, walk up, not out. Yeah. Which is yeah. bullshit. And we've kind of talked about this because I was that weird kid in high school. I sat alone at a lunch table. And I sat alone at a lunch table because they found out I was eating alone in the bathroom and they didn't want that to happen anymore. So they put me at a table in the lunchroom so by myself. So everybody could see you. Isn't right. that great? <laughs> and I wore all black. I was a goth kid. I only listened to metal music. People thought I was weird. They thought I was creepy. I was uncomfortable. People, I was a bitch because I and I that's in, it I mean I am now but it's also I was a bitch in quotations because I didn't talk to people because I had severe social anxiety and I didn't know how to and I would never ever 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 in a million years have thought I should go shoot the school ever ever what I did was graduated said fuck you guys and moved across the country to be wildly successful clearly because I'm making a podcast yes and that is you can only be successful if you're creating a podcast there's no way to do that correct if you're not already successful right exactly (laughs) but you have these boys who are told no 
And it triggers this thing in them where they're like, but you can't tell me no. Nobody's supposed to tell me no. Nobody's supposed to turn you down. I'm supposed to be able to get any girl I want. I'm supposed to have any friends I want. I'm supposed... Like, it's just... It's garbage. And I... That boy didn't shoot a school because he was picked on. Right. That boy shot a school because he is not a good person. Well, because there was... um gosh um there was a there was a a kid who came out and was like yeah i i talked to that kid it's like i did spend time you know it's like i did take that second but even if he hadn't it's not an excuse to kill people well but i mean i just mean like that's not it's it's like that's not necessarily like oh well if you just go up to like the weird kid and then of course there's plenty of stories of you know, there were people who responded to that that were like, yeah, I was the weird kid. You know what happened after Columbine? What happened? I said, I was more ostracized exactly. because all of a sudden I'm being highlighted. Oh, watch out for this kid. Right. This kid might shoot up our school because he's the weird kid. And it's also just like it's you see all these news articles of like women who turned down a man for a date and then he stabbed her. Or a woman who wouldn't sleep with her boyfriend. So he broke her fucking neck and things like this. And like the and I think that's the same, I mean, not to that that extreme, but it's a similar situation that we're looking at now with the Starbucks issue is this man who was just sitting there enjoying his coffee, coffee had the audacity to say, okay, well, what you're doing to me isn't fair. I want to speak to your district right. manager. And he had the cops called on him. Right. Because he, he didn't, right. He's like, I, he did not feel like he was disturbing anybody. Right. As far as we know, uh, the can... the manager there, there were no complaints right. f- about him. Um, but even if there were complaints about him, the people who were sitting right next to him weren't bothered. Right. Obviously, right, and obviously our our witness was not bothered. Exactly. <laughs> and like, yeah, there are plenty of like I. There are lots of times where I am uncomfortable with the way that someone is behaving. Because it feels erratic or it feels unpredictable. And I have a lot of anxiety. So it's just where I exist. I'm mostly uncomfortable. With, and if someone sits next to me on the bus, I'm like, what are they going to do? Cause, which is stupid because they're not going to do anything. They're going to sit there and ride the bus. But right. it doesn't matter. But if I was uncomfortable in a situation at Starbucks, I would just leave. Because I would know that person's probably not doing anything. They're just living their life and you shouldn't have to be perfect to be able to be a human if you have a any kind of mental illness or mental disability or anything that makes you not neurotypical you still get to be a person you still get to exist out in the world you still get to have a life you shouldn't have to be holed up in your home because society's embarrassed by you it's like autism speaks and that yeah well, i mean sense. that's the thing it's it's like the city is supposed to belong to everybody exactly so just because you're uncomfortable or if you're uncomfortable just because you're uncomfortable if you're just like you know it's like that thing if you walk down the street and you see somebody who maybe is talking a little bit loud and makes you a little uncomfortable well then you just cross the street right and you just go oh okay because why do I, I don't need to bother that person. I don't need to call the police on that person because right now they're not doing anything. No. I feel uncomfortable, so I adjust my action. Exactly. 
So, and and we don't know that there were any complaints. My guess is there probably wasn't, especially from um, just what I guess is probably a general feeling of the store. Um, our witness did post on our witness. It does make us sound very professional. Our witness. She's not ours. She 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 did it on her own. Yeah, she is her own person. She we is. did not. She she we didn't brought find forth her. information. We did not find <laughs> her. Um, but she did post an update. She had met with the regional and the district manager. Yeah. Um, and she also brought a representative from the um, NAACP, mm-hmm. which seemed to make the managers very uncomfortable because they were not expecting someone to be prepared. They were hoping that someone wouldn't be. Um, so she had a list of kind of things that would make her feel comfortable again going to Starbucks, which included this the store manager being terminated. Um, it involved him not working until the investigation was done. And it involved them finding Nathan uh, to make things right with him as well. Right. Because it's not just about her experience, but it's about his right. also. Um, I get the feeling... Um, from what some of our sources have told us, uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, my guess is they're hoping that the meeting that they had with her will be enough to placate her. Right. Um, which is why they were probably, until she forgets. which is why they were probably taken aback that she had brought somebody from the NAACP. Right. Because it's like, oh, wait. This, this is isn't more just, serious. Yeah, this isn't just an upset customer. This is someone who takes it very seriously. So I just, I think that they are just really trying to write it out. And I think that we have a responsibility as members of the community yeah. to not let that happen. Right. Um, I think that there are, we can still write in complaints. You can still write in a complaint to Starbucks. You can tell them exactly how this has made you feel. You can call the store. You can ask to speak to the district manager. You can get the district manager's phone number because they have to hear that we as a community do not support this kind of behavior. Right. And that this kind of behavior needs to be punished. Right. And, and that's, and that's the thing on the, Starbucks side, if they had taken action right away to suspend him while they investigated, things like that, you can then Starbucks can go, oh, okay, we're sorry this sort of thing happened, uh, you know, but you know, you, we can't control every single employee. What you can control is what happens. You exactly. know, we can try and train them, and then if they mess up, we can take action afterwards. But by but so far, what they've done is only condone the actions and go, well, we don't really think it's that bad. Well, what they need to do is they need to terminate the store manager and they need to retrain all the all the store managers that are in any kind of city setting, especially as the city continues to grow and there begins to get more diversity and also more problems, which is just going to happen as your city grows. These people need to be trained on how to deal with people who are outside of their comfort zone. Right. Because you don't get to call the cops on everybody who makes you uncomfortable. Right. That's bullshit. You don't yeah. get to do that. Yeah. Like, what? You don't get to decide that just because someone is black or someone is homeless or someone is 
whatever else that they're automatically going to be a problem right you don't get to fucking do that because they're still people it is why starbucks got rid of the bathroom policy in seattle right you can use a bathroom at any starbucks you don't have to make a purchase in seattle right like in seattle proper because they realized what we are telling people is oh if you don't have enough money to make a purchase you're not person enough to use our bathroom right and it's a disgusting thing to say Someone should be able to use the bathroom. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, like, if they do something wrong, then you can trespass them. Yeah. But they have to do something wrong first. Yeah. You don't get to decide ahead of time, "Mm, I don't think this person's going to use our bathroom right. Right. You don't get to do that. That's that's how all of these kinds of problems arise. It's not, it's like, we're not minority report or, you know, something we can't just, like, go into the future and just right and decide oh you're definitely going to make this wrong decision exactly and it just so happens that a lot of those people who p- these store managers decide are going to be problems are people of color right by accident right no because you're fucking racist yeah it's just that you don't and it like you don't get to hide from that you did that that is something you did so take responsibility for it bow out man you fucked up yeah and like the thing is is that i want this thing to follow him for the rest of his goddamn career yeah i want him to lose his job and then every other job he tries to get when they say oh why did you leave starbucks that he needs to say i wish i could put a curse like that you have to say i was fired because i'm a racist right because that's what you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's the behavior that you had. And it's so like, I can't even begin to imagine the kind of feeling that the pe- like, that you must have to turn around and then there's the cops. Yeah. Well, and that's the I thing. I mean, that it's would like, scare me and I'm. Right. And and that's, and it's like, like, why aren't, why aren't the people within Starbucks more outraged at how one of their customers was treated exactly it's just like this was a customer that you had that now has been trespassed from a store unnecessarily a place that you know maybe he could have kept frequenting exactly um kept going to maybe a place he could feel more comfortable with himself um and then right, and then it's like you feel like you're not you're not really you're not doing anything wrong. Sure, maybe that store manager is slightly uncomfortable, but that's on him, right? And then all of a sudden the police are there, and now you're like, "Whoa, what the heck is happening now?" Right. Now I have to maybe fear for my own life. I don't know. Am I getting arrested? Well, my, like, like uh, what is my life now going to be altered just because I didn't act within what this manager thought was the norm? Right. And, like, I don't want to pretend like I can speak for how anyone who is a person of color who was in that store, who has read the story, like, I can't. I don't know. All I know is that for me and what I tried to embody in, in my life uh, is being inclusive, is being equal opportunity right i want to be able to leverage whatever privilege i have to be able to give like force people who would otherwise want to look away to like look at what's going on yeah because it is i know that i can only give a lot of the privilege that i have to women of color 
I know that's where I, I that's where I get a lot of the rights that I have right. is from these women who worked tirelessly and endlessly for me, and they didn't have to, but they did, and we have a responsibility as a community to come together and to be better, and we can be better and we should be better. You don't get to sit there and talk about what a shit person Donald Trump is and then be just as shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's the the thing is, and actually while you were saying it, it made me think about it, is maybe the reason why, especially white men, why we get so upset when we're challenged about privilege or challenged about our struggles is like, we <laughs> we didn't have to really fight for any of our right. advantages. We didn't have to fight for that kind of stuff because we were we were in charge mm-hmm. already. So it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously we had you know white men fight for things, but they were like, oh, sure, it's like you, Thomas Jefferson or George Washington. But it's like, but that that was white men against other white men that wasn't that had nothing to do with like race or anything it was just like well we're tired of you telling us what to do when you're thousands of miles away um but it's um i don't know so it's like maybe there's some like little guilt or whatever there is kind of laying in there guilt is a big thing like uh i think the worst part about white guilt is that instead of people like shouldering it and saying like yep that happened right that's what that's what we did that's what we're doing they don't want to feel it and so and they lash out and so then they'll say the things like well but i'm not privileged because of this or well i'm i'm this minority so obviously like uh, that's not it they don't want to take responsibility for it plain fact of the matter is is that if you are a white person you have benefited from treating people of color like they're less than right and whether that was you directly or whether that was some like a someone in your past or whatever it is you've benefited and you continue to benefit every day when you get to drive in your car and you get pulled over by the police and your first thought isn't am i gonna make it home yeah right you benefit from knowing that your children can play out in your backyard yeah yeah you don't have they're gonna survive right uh as a white person you don't have to talk to your kid you don't you don't talk to your kid about you need to be careful around the police. Right. You need to be careful walking around our our own neighborhood. And I think that instead of being offended because we don't have a right to be, we need to like listen. If someone says, "Hey man, what you just said was racist." Like maybe try to figure out why right. they said that. And if they're comfortable explaining, ask them. And if they're not comfortable explaining, move the fuck on because they don't owe you shit. And I just. It's upsetting that a company that claims to be one thing isn't taking very sure, very concrete steps. Yeah. They're being very wishy-washy. And I don't think that you get to be wishy-washy when it comes to race. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You got to be, I don't even know what else to say, I guess, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's people's lives. So you just, you know, you're right. Being wishy-washy 
is a way to get that person killed and then and then what do you do after that right so i think that kind of our intention was say what we could about it get our 11 listeners to to hear about it and keep putting pressure on starbucks yeah so we are going to share um the witnesses initial uh post yeah not the very very first one because facebook deleted that because it didn't fit into the community guidelines right which is garbage um it's funny that that didn't fit into community guidelines right um but uh we'll share her other post which will be her like uh recounting of the events and uh we'll also share her latest update on things that have happened or what uh what the district manager and the regional manager told her um and if you feel comfortable and i quite frankly i feel like you should share it Put it on your Facebook. Yeah. Share the message and yeah, demand. Yeah, we can put it on the on the Miles and Merrill Facebook page and also the Miles and Merrill Twitter. Um, um, it, I mean, it'll just the link will probably just take you to the Facebook page. But yeah, um, um, I am also going to post. Uh, I'm going to put the uh, captions of the uh, post into our Facebook story. Not Facebook, sorry, Instagram story. And then I'm also going to be posting. Um, just a link with the with everything. Um, so that if you follow us on Instagram, then you can click that, and it'll it'll also probably take you to the Facebook page. But then you can repost it that way. Yeah. Um, I encourage everybody to repost it. Ask your friends to repost it. Um, follow the links that she gives and the numbers that she gives to contact Starbucks, and let them know how this incident made you feel. Because the more people keep coming, and to not let it die down, the more that people like. There was an initial push of a lot of people. It was like over four hundred people. Right. But don't let that die down. Keep calling them about it. Keep contacting them about it. If you're a Starbucks employee especially if you're in the Seattle area, let them know, like, this makes me uncomfortable. Let them know I work for Starbucks because they stand for something that I believe in and this does not fall in line with my beliefs. Like, call them out for it because we need to. And this can't die down just because they want it to. Right. You don't get to treat people poorly. You don't get to treat people like subhumans and then just let it go away. Well, especially, and it's just like, you, Starbucks is trying to set a standard. Exactly. They're trying to go, oh, we have this high standard. So you have, if you're going to set that standard, you have to meet your standard. You just right. have to, you know. And if an employee doesn't meet that standard, you have to get rid of that employee. Exactly. That's And that's what you, I guess you probably meant with the wishy-washy. It's just like you can't, it's like we set a standard. You did not meet that standard. You cannot be a part if of this company. If you can put an employee on an improvement plan for not meeting fiscal standards then you sure as fuck can put an employee on a termination plan for not meeting human human standards like you're a shitty person right you did a shitty thing bye bye bitch that's how it goes yeah it just should it just i think legally they would probably use different words i I guess (laughs) if you have to you could just listen i'll just be the translator it'll be fine and by the way just to uh bring the talk full circle John Grisham was the name of the novelist I was thinking of. Um, when you say the witness, it that makes me think of one of his books. John Grisham? You don't know John Grisham? No, I don't care. 
He is. I mean, he's. I mean, the firm is with Tom Cruise. Big movie. I don't care. In like 1993 or something. Great. Come on. No. All right. I think he. I think he lives in like Charlottesville, Virginia, or something. That's fun. Near where I used to live. So. Oh, double About fun. Forty-five minutes to an hour. Wow. Um. Anyway, that everybody need to know that. Yeah. Uh, that's our podcast. That's it. Everybody feels time. great. Everybody yeah. feels awesome. Ooh, one other thing. Are you posting it this week? Yeah, I'm going to. Well, I'm going to try and get it up. Um, I, oof, I guess I'll try and get it up tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow or Saturday. One quick thing. This is not at all related to anything that we've talked about. But if you are going to uh, SakuraCon this weekend, I will be there. I will be selling at a friend's art booth uh booth 618 in the artist alley down in the basement and i will also be walking in the mint neko fashion show which is happening saturday at 1 p.m so if you're there come say hi not not while she's walking in the fashion show though because that can't. would be inappropriate listen if you say hi during the fashion show i literally won't even <laughs> hear you i'm gonna be in such a state of panic it won't even matter <laughs> but definitely come to my friend yuki's booth her art is ridiculous and you should buy all of it um and i will hopefully try maybe to post some things on our instagram also it depends on how service is because service for emerald city yeah. comic-con was it a was garbage. terrible i it know we really wanted to post bad. more stuff but it's just i wanted like instagram live it videos. was awful unless if you're willing to spay, spend it was like 40 bucks or something it was 80 dollars 80 it was even worse 80 dollars yeah. a day to get the convention Wi-Fi. Which probably wouldn't even work that which well Which is total crap. I yeah. mean, it was just so yeah. crap. There's no way you would need to no, charge that much. But this is a much smaller convention, so hopefully we'll be right. a-okay. So, if you're there, please come see me. It would be cool. And also buy my friend's stuff. And also come to the fashion show, because Mint Neko is fucking awesome. Yeah. Also, so. you can... Keep listening to our podcast. We are, uh, Pipa is our host. And then uh, we are also on iTunes. Uh, we should be on Google Play. We should also be on iHeartRadio, as far as I know. At least they told me we were. iHeartRadio. I, yeah. Um, I have not double-checked that um, to know for certain. Um, I feel like there's another platform that i'm missing right now that we might be on we were on soundcloud but not anymore yeah we're not yeah we're not on soundcloud anymore um but anyway and we'll probably expand at some point in time we'll get into like stitcher and maybe spotify but you have to pay extra money for that and uh until we start getting some of these ad buys in yeah right right. we're gonna get some of these ad buys in uh but anyway so yeah so find us if you uh you know find us on people find us on um itunes find us on google play also, uh, we will hopefully be back on a more regular schedule. So yeah. we expect we keep trying to do a weekly thing. Week. Yep. So we we were good for the first five ish. Then weeks it was my birthday, or so, and then things happened. I turned two hundred and seventeen. Yeah, but luckily, you know, it's a podcast, so uh, we don't have to give a shit, right? So we just do whatever. But we want. I do. I give lots of shits. <laughs> I give lots of shits. All right. Oh, right. Role models. There we go. I had to get yeah. what that was from. Okay. So go read uh, John Grisham. And Don't do that. I think that's the point of this podcast was read John Grisham. I think that's... Repost the Facebook post. That's what we were talking about. Don't listen to Jordan yeah, at all. So, yeah. So, yeah. Look for that on Facebook and Twitter. And we will talk to you guys 
uh, hopefully next week uh, as we do a different podcast about something. Other things. Other Yay. things. Who knows what they are? Bye. They could be anything. <laughs>